This is a summary of the second Sicha of Parshas Vayelach, Lukudi Sichais, Chelek Yud Dalid. This is a Rashi Sicha, and as we are wont to do in this summary, we aren't going to go through questions and answers, rather we're going to look at the Pasuk, and we're going to give the explanation that Rashi is really giving, as explained by the Rebbe. What we're looking at is a pasuk where it says that Moshe Rabbeinu gives the Sefer Teireh to the Levim, to the tribe of Levi, and he tells them where to put it, that they should put it next to the Arain. And uh, there's a famous debate, where the, exactly is that inside the Arain, next to the Arain? And over there it should serve as a testimony to the Jewish people. This is the Teireh of Moshe Rabbeinu, that all Teireh scrolls are checked based on this Torah, this is the eternal witness to the Jewish people, the truth of the Torah, which was, uh, that Torah was there and extant up until about 500 years before the common era, when the King Yeshio um, hid it away, the Torah, because he saw that the destruction was going to happen, and uh, and they preserved the Torah, which is still buried until this day. Okay. Now, when the Torah gives this command, it uses a very interesting expression. It says, What is this word, Now, in a way, everything we're going to say now, you're going to really need to know grammar. And I myself don't really know grammar. So uh, forgive me if I don't use the right expressions um, as we discuss this. But with the kamats is a word which doesn't, uh, it's, a, it's called a mocker, this word. In grammar, in Hebrew grammar, it's called a mocker. What's a mocker? So in, on the simple text, it could have said a commandment. It could have said likach. Likach clearly is take this Titus scroll and put it next to the ark. But it doesn't say take. It doesn't say likach. It says lakayach. So maybe someone would try to translate the word as you should be taking. You should be taking. What does a mocker actually mean? A mocker means discussing a concept, a concept in the abstract, not even discussing, in its spiritual form almost, in its essence. Any word could be, a ha- could be described in its source, in its root, in its mocker, in its origin. It doesn't necessarily mean a noun, anything. So, for example, taking... There's all kinds of ways that you can describe taking. He took, lokach, yikach, he will take. They took, they will take. They are taking, lokach, lekach, take as, as a commandment. And then there's the concept of taking. Taking, period. Not referring to any action associated with any individual or any item. The concept of taking. The abstract, and the and, and which is a very it's a very difficult, a very interesting thing. Why would the Tater use such a word, and what does it mean? What's what's up with this expression? What does it mean? Now there might, there there are commentators who want to say that it means that you should always take, meaning you should should be there forever, like we said before. The Tater is meant to be preserved. And guarded over, and this is the witness and the testimony to all the other Taita scrolls are fixed based on this Taita. This is the ultimate Taita of the Jewish people. By the way, just as an aside, 
what what about after the Torah was put away? What if there's a contradiction between different Torah scrolls? So then, as the Rishonim explain, the uh, it follows the regular law of the rest of Judaism, which is Achrei Rabin Lahatis. So uh, you follow the majority. So 1,500 years ago, they compared 15 Torah scrolls, and uh, 13 or 14 of them had a written a certain word one way, and the one was the other way. Then you fix the 15th based on the other 14. But in any event. The Torah means to say that it should always be there. So in order to, to give that connotation that it should constantly be there, it says taking. The Rebbe wholly rejects this, completely rejects this, for a number of reasons, especially in Rashi. But let me say the most obvious reason and the reason that the Rebbe, because keep in mind, the Rebbe is the simplest text. The Rebbe is literally explaining it. It has to make sense, 100%. The word taking only happens once. The act of taking only happens once. If you look in the passage, there's two actions that take place. You take the Torah, they take the Torah, and you place it somewhere. Placing it somewhere in its place, it says where to place it. Place it next to the ark. You could place it forever, for a long time, as a constant. It should always be there. You don't take it constantly. Taking is a one-time event. It's impossible. You should be taking it. Just the, 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 the whole notion doesn't begin. Now, in other places throughout the Torah, this is not the first time we find the Torah doing this, using a mocker to describe. In fact, some of them you we you, you may be familiar with, like Shamar uh, Tishamedun, guard, keep, you shall keep, or guard, you shall guard. Think about that expression. The first word is in the in the mocker form, guard, guarding. Guarding, you shall guard. Oh, that, that's a good way, a good way to translate it. Shamar. The word shamar is guarding. It's it's it abstract, but it immediately translates into what you should do. Fine. But then we have other examples where it doesn't immediately translate what to do. It just that is the command. For example, very famous from the Ten Commandments. It says, Zohar Shabbos So most people just simply translate, remember the Shabbos to keep it holy. Guard the Shabbos, keep the Shabbos to keep it holy. That's a mistranslation because it's not Shmer with a Shva, it's Shomer, Zacher. It's a mocker word. What does mocker mean when you say the mocker as a mocker word? Seemingly, what it means is based on how Rashi translates it over there, he explains how it's a mocker and so on, is that you should. Uh, that, uh, okay, the translation is actually remembering. Remembering. But the way we're supposed to read it, you have to put words in brackets, words in parentheses is, you should be remembering of Shabbos. Okay? In other words, you have to identify with this concept. In other words, why actually doesn't it say, in a normal way, remember Shabbos? Why is it saying it truly in the abstract? It's actually writing it this way to give you the connotation that through Lev Liz that you should constantly be actually remembering Shabbos. So in other words, the most accurate translation of that of that verse, Kornitrashi, would be be remembering of Shabbos. That would be the, the way to translate it. Be keeping of Shabbos. That would be the way to translate it over there. Um, however, in our context, it's not available, that option. It's not available. There's no constant 
um, uh, idea behind it. So, however, there's another issue besides for the question of con- continuity, which is the fact, the notion, could this word be a commandment? Could it serve as a commandment? Could an abstract word in grammar be a commandment? Now, the answer to this should be obvious. Yes, we've had it a few times in the title. We just gave a few of them. Zohar, Shamar. Uh, there's actually another place where it says Zohar. It says, Zohar is Hayyem Azeh Remember this day you left Egypt. That's the source that we have to mention Yitzhiz Misraim every day uh, of the year. Um, there's a, a pasuk Tzarar Es HaMidyanim, which literally means that you should fight with the Midyanim, but it doesn't say fight. It says Tzarar, right? That you should be in a state of fighting. You know, you have to come up with whatever the accurate English translation would be. So the fact that it could be a commandment, we already see that. But, oh, but, how, but, uh, but there's a few points to note. First of all, all the other places where the word, the, this abstract word, the word mocker is used as a commandment, we actually try, so either it's not, many times it's not used as a commandment, as a matter of fact. There's many uses of it, not as a commandment, just as a idea, as a constant idea, that it was this way, basically. In the abstract, um, the 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 um, there's a number of examples. Halech, right? Halech v'nasaya. Halech v'shayv. Halech is an example. It was it was it was progressing, right? But uh, but progression, the uh, the it's been used, but not as a commandment. But in terms of when it's used as a commandment. In the other places, it's something that you could constantly do. It's a constant. Over here is an example where it's not a constant. And the question really does arise. The question really does arise, could it be used as a commandment? So the answer is absolutely, because like we saw, it has been used in the past as a commandment. Um, but nevertheless, the, uh, the question remains that even if it's used as a commandment, Rashi still feels it necessary to tell you this novelty in our Parsha. Rashi, what Rashi does really is he references back to the previous places in the Torah where it's used as a commandment with no comment because in the end of the day, the, the fact is an abstract word is a contradictory to an action. An action it, it obligates it. It demands that it become actualized. Abstraction means that by definition it's abstract. Um, so whenever possible, I should try to translate it not as a commandment. In other words, if I have the option to use it as it's used many places as not a commandment, I should. So we hear I could have technically used it. The Pasuk, I could have said that taking of the Torah, in other words, not be taking of the Torah, not a commandment. Rather, I would translate a taking of the Torah, meaning if there, if in the kasher, if by any chance there is taking, it's not a commandment that it should be taking. If there would be taking, imagine there would be taking. Imagine some kind of fantastical scenario that there would be taking, then this is where you should place it. And in fact, it would have even fit with a narrative to say that, Pshat, that understanding, because we learned that the Jewish people complained to, to Moshe Rabbeinu that you're giving the Torah to the Levim and they're going to think that they own the Torah, not us. So Moshe had to placate them and so on. So it could very well be that that's what the Pasuk saying. That's why the Torah doesn't tell the Levites to take the Torah. It's saying that if there's a taking of the Torah, meaning the Torah doesn't belong to you, 
This is where you should put the Torah, next to the Ark, next to the Aron. However, Rashi says, no, 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 no. Being that we find a number of places that it's used in the Torah previously as a commandment over here as well, surely I translate it as a commandment. Rashi actually goes ahead and brings three proofs to this idea. Why is he bring from three different places? Because Rashi is trying to construct, construct this picture, how you could use an abstract word as a commandment, and each of these has a deficiency that Rashi has to bring three. What's the deficiency of each one? So Rashi brings Zohar, you should remember, uh, right? The word Zohar, you should be remembering of Shabbos. Because at the end of the day, remembering is not a physical action. So you could perhaps say that there's a relationship to the idea of abstraction, of abstraction. Because remembering, in fact, remembering doesn't even involve an activity. Because keep in mind, that it means not forgetting, if you think about it. So remembering is a very abstract idea. So it's not a satisfying enough proof. So for that, we go to another proof. What's the proof of guarding, keeping? That's obviously talking about keeping, not breaking Shabbos. But even over there, it's telling you not to break Shabbos. In other words, refrain from activity. So over here as well, it's not actually telling you to do something. It's telling you to refrain. So still there's a form of abstraction, even though it's connected to an actual action more than remembering is. So finally, Rashi brings a third proof, which is halach, that he tells the prophet, go, uh, you know, speak to the people of Jerusalem and so on. But it doesn't say go. It says you should be going. Halach uses the, 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 the word, uh, a mucker word, a pol, mucker word. However, over there as well, I could have translated it that it means emotionally you should go, not physically to actually go, and therefore, as and it serves as a preparation for your go for your speaking to the people of Jerusalem, and so that's that is uh, that is what they have now. The uh, the but but the collection of all three creates a case for Rashi. Rashi basically has a case. To be made. If it would only say Zohar and Shammar, right? It's lacking an actual action. Holoi, be going, gives an actual action. Because the, the, the most literal translation of going, it doesn't mean emotionally going. So it's possible to always say some form of an explanation like that. But ultimately, it is a good proof of actual action. Um, but in the end, under the day, you got to cover your base because it might mean a spiritual, pure spirituality, just like remembering is purely uh, spiritual almost, abstract, I mean, more than spiritual. Therefore, Rashi needs summer, which summer is at least connected to it, a physical action, that's for sure. Even though it's in the negative, uh, it's negating, don't, you know, keep it by not breaking it. And then lastly, if it would only say summer and Halech, both of those, the problem is they're both preparing for something. Based on the translation of Halech as preparing yourself, that and Shammah are preparing yourself. But the actual act of doing it, um, of, of Zohar, is not a preparation. It is the commandment. And therefore, that has an advantage as well. All the, what does all of this mean? Spiritually, so we're just going to spend 30 seconds, that Mokka represents the idea as it exists in, the, in its highest form. So within a human being, when we say be remembering, we mean you're fulfilling the mitzvah, not in a faculty of your soul, but the essence of your identity identifies with the action that you're doing. It's coming from the deepest place. It's coming from the Yechidosh of Nefesh, the essence of a person's identity, from their will, from their very life, from their essence of who they are. And then it comes down, it's expressed in all of the levels of Zohar, Shamar, and Halik. With Zohar, remembering goes on the brain, the intellect. Shamar is guarding you, guard things in our hearts that goes on our emotions. And Halik represents action. I mean, it comes all the way down to action. And that's what's demanded of a Jew. 
that he should take all of his Judaism and bring it down all the way through all the faculties of assault till the level of action. 